Hello and welcome to another edition of Two Girls One Book Podcast. Today we are bringing you our December featured read. It's a bit confusing this month because we've only just released an extra featured read, but this was our <laughs> official, in uh, inverted commas, December featured read, which is The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, it feels like we've only just spoken to you, but there we go. Yeah, hello again. Um, <laughs> hello again. <laughs> and hopefully we, we both sound a little bit more normal this week, Le- slightly less croaky, uh, husky, sexy tones, yeah. back to normal, annoying voices. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kristen Hanna, I had never read anything by her before. Despite the fact that so many people told me that I would love her writing. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd pick this one because kind of wintry vibes. Yeah, real wintry vibes. Yeah, so it, it seemed like a, a good December pick. But Hannah's going to do the usual synopsis thing. I think we'll keep this spoiler free. So this won't won't be like the last episode where we're spoiling things left, right and centre. This should be completely spoiler free. Yes. Um, just to whet your appetite if you have not read it. Um, but yeah, take it away. Okay, so beginning in the mid-1970s and spanning over a decade, The Great Alone is at its heart a coming-of-age story. The story of Lenny Albright and her family as they make the move from Seattle to Alaska in the wake of the Vietnam War, hoping for a better life. It becomes very clear once they arrive in the wilderness of their new home that this is not going to be an easy life and they must learn fast how to survive. As the nights close in and her father's demons begin to resurface, Lenny realises that the unforgiving landscape and wild weather may not be the biggest danger to herself and her mother, but out here people rely upon the connections forged with friends and neighbours to get them through the long dark winters and it is in the wider community and one connection in particular that she finds the strength to forge her own path. Lovely. I felt very poetic when I was writing my synopsis this week. I was inspired by the flowery language of this book, the landscape sweeping. I think think you kind of have to be... Mm-hmm. Yes, it's flowery, but it's not. I don't think anything's out of place in it. No. Um, this was my so, first Kristen Hanna as well. Like like yeah. Rhiannon, I've seen it all over. Is the Four Winds is the one that I think I see loads of online. Yeah. But this one, we thought the Alaskan setting, a little bit cold and frosty, was just what we needed this winter. Yeah. So I'm very pleased we read it. I've absolutely stormed through this book. I think most people did in the buddy group. Yeah, I think we all started off with the best of intentions, keeping to our schedule. And then uh, quite a few of us abandoned ship and just just had to read to the end. Uh, Hannah Hannah set up the schedule and not on purpose, kept ending on absolutely stonking cliffhangers as well. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the them last... literally a cliffhanger. And I was yeah. like, I promise I didn't do this on purpose. Yeah, it was insane. So I, I at that point, I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't not, 
I have to read on. I need to know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was definitely the epitome of a page turner and just a damn good story. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it really. it really sits within both of our comfort favorite genres with the historical fiction side of things the location writing the coming of age just felt like it had a little bit of everything and everything was done so well yeah so good yeah loved it um yeah so i i mean i guess the news flash for and i said this to the buddy reads group news flash is that I'm not, I'm not tearing up now, don't worry. That was just, <laughs> just my voice going. But this book made me cry, like, properly. And I do not cry. Yeah. So that says everything that you need to know, I think. It was, like, a heartbreaking read in places. Like, really, really hardcore. Yeah. Um, and it. T- I totally didn't expect it. I don't think that it was, like, emotional in, like, a over the top way though I think I think it was maybe just because the characters were so great and they'd struggled for so through so many things so then you really genuinely have like a genuine emotional connection to these characters and because there are a few little unexpected moments they do take you by surprise and you're not expecting that this is where we're going with this and uh, oh I, I, I mean, I cried, but I cry at anything, so that's not a news yeah. flash. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's a bit more normal, isn't it? <laughs> but but for me to do it, that yeah. that's uh, pretty dramatic. What do you think it was dramatic. then? Do you think it was the connection with Lenny um, as a character, or? Yeah, I think so. I think she was just so well written and well rounded, and. She felt very, she felt very real. Um, I don't know, like, I think the the relationship that she had with her mother in particular was just amazing. Yeah. Um, I struggled with, I, I struggled with both of her parents, um, because obviously her dad's a nasty piece of work but has reason to be yeah um and his sort of wartime experience obviously affected him in a very profound way um and the fact that her mum was so patient <laughs> with sorry Hannah, Hannah's phone just fell Everything over just... so it looked like <laughs> looked like you had keeled over rather than your phone everything went well there we go <laughs> oh dear um but yeah I think the fact that her her mum Cora was so so patient with uh with Lenny's dad and forgave him far yes. too much i totally understood where she she was coming from as well like they obviously have this they have this amazing love story and this amazing connection um which lenny lenny sees and understands as well i think that's the thing that that got me about lenny is that 
she she obviously knew what was right and what was wrong and what needed yeah. to happen all the all the way through she was so bright and aware of of everything um i don't know like but she she had that sort of love and understanding for both of them as well so again probably put up with far more than she yeah and she felt very much like she was just stuck in a situation that was not of her doing and she was no up to a point so uh, as i said in the synopsis this spans over kind of a decade so when we meet her she is not in a position where she can do anything to escape for herself because she's no what she's 13 years old um and i yeah. quite liked seeing her growth and her um understanding of her own power as she got older i think what i really yeah. liked about her is and I wonder whether it's maybe why you connected with her a little bit more, is she was in no way a dramatic, emotional teenage girl, which is usually my MO, but she very much was (laughs) very reasoned, very understanding, um, very confident in her own thoughts and feelings, and I just thought she was such a well-written character. And her parents frustrated me also, her mum particularly, because whilst I understood her love for Ernst, um, Lenny's father, I also think there comes a point when you have to see your child is now being affected by this, that you almost, yeah. you have to take your, yourself and your own feelings out of that and go, actually, yeah. enough is enough. Um, yeah, so I did, I got really quite frustrated with her. The more that the book went on and and when the moments where Lenny was kind of trying to persuade her to to say enough and she was hearing her but doing nothing about it and I just think it must have been so frustrating for Lenny to not to want to help and someone not want that she didn't want her help she didn't want to be saved yeah um yeah I think that that sort of led on to the support that they both were receiving from their new community in Alaska as well because it was such a small and almost like insular community like barely anybody yeah lives there so you you get to know everybody um and I guess we will talk about some of those characters in a bit as well but I think the the fact that they offered they were offering so much support and help to Cora and and Lenny in particular that Cora just rebuffed yeah. which which was the frustrating thing but I can I can see that that would be that would be the reality for someone in that situation yeah. I'm sure yeah it would have felt too almost too sort of fairy tale like too good to be yeah. true I think if it if it had been like at the first opportunity like oh we can help yeah. you oh great cool and I think yeah, playing devil's advocate which isn't a spoiler because I think it's on the blurb on the back of the book. Ernt himself, um, we've alluded to the fact that he was a bit of a piece of work, but he was a prisoner of war in a v- in the Vietnam War. So he has 100% yeah. faced some horrible things as well. And I think yeah. the if there was a criticism to be had, it's that I don't think I ever really felt sorry for him. And I think I probably right. 
could have and should have compassion for him because he's obviously a man who's struggling. But I think, yeah, I don't think we saw enough of his soft side. There were glimmers, but I don't think they were enough for me to be able to feel that compassion for him. Right. Okay. Okay. I think I did. I think I did get that, and I think I got it more at the end of the book as she's sort of as as we're kind of looking back on yeah things without wanting to sort of spoil spoil what goes on but i think as an with her adult eyes she can appreciate the good the good things that came from her parents again i think that's that's probably something that that felt very realistic to me as well because when you're a kid you are you're in the moment and you probably are focusing on exactly what's happening right now which at that point in time for for the most part apart from the very first little bit of time that they were in Alaska over the summer as soon as it got into the dark winter months and things started to get harder that's when things deteriorated um so yeah I think it seemed it seemed like a a dose of reality was there any part of you in that first summer section that thought oh we might he he might be all right here we might kind of survive this I I think probably not particularly Uh but it it felt real it did feel Mm -hmm. real in that moment that there was there was a positive change in him so obviously we've been coming from so they'd moved around yeah. quite a lot hadn't they um when uh, when Lenny was small um due to Ernst and his volatile yeah. ways that there was part of me that hoped that Alaska was going to be the answer along with yeah. along with them um but in reality I think i was prepared for some doom and gloom <laughs> i think i was prepared for doom and gloom but i wasn't sure where it was going to come from and there was kind of a, a buoyant yeah. feeling as they made the connections that they did and got the support and they were kind of building up their land and i thought yeah. oh okay this is going to be a simple survival story of um, humans against a wilderness um maybe i was yeah. a bit naive in that and hoping that it was going to be a kind of um still like a deep book but quite surface level I don't think I'd really considered that we were going to also get that struggle and danger from emotionally within um yeah because that was a very fun I thought little section of the book of them learning the skills that they need to survive I thought it was really interesting yeah um yeah they were obviously so ill-prepared going up there and they think that they were kind of aware that they were going to be fairly ill-prepared but next level (laughs) ill-prepared i guess the main character of the book aside from lenny is alaska itself and obviously i've been like googling pictures of alaska and like alaskan holidays (laughs) (laughs) i think anyone who reads this book probably will want to go on an alaskan holiday but hell i would not want to be living there jeez I, i would not survive um so props to anyone that can. Well, I think that that also made um, for the 
community, the characters in the wider community to be really interesting characters as well. Because oh, it certainly sure, yeah. takes a, a specific type of person to live there. And I think mm. I yeah. really enjoyed all of those little kind of nuggets of, of the community that, that do survive out there. And their little hints yeah. of backstories. I, I really loved that. Yeah. The idea that people... I think there was a quote where it was that people either go there to hide from something or what was what was it basically you're either going there to kind of run away from something or run towards something to try to find yourself yeah um and I I could quite picture that you could almost disappear up there and nobody's yeah. gonna look for you very hard <laughs> yeah well it's it's Especially right at the beginning of the book when they go up there. It's very much yeah. off-grid, isn't it? It's like back to basics living. You don't have electricity. You don't have an indoor toilet. Yes. And they pay for things in in trade. So it was kind of, can you help yeah. me with this? In which case, yes, you can have these potatoes. Like, I thought all of that yeah. was quite, quite an... Uh, I was not fun. It's not a fun way to live. I don't want to live like that, but I thought it made for a fun kind of adventure story at the beginning. So one yeah. of the um one of the yeah. big characters that plays a, a pretty large pun intended role <laughs> in the book is uh, Large Marge herself, who is the owner of the general store, isn't she? Um and I just felt like she... Yeah, so they come across yeah, her right near the beginning. She was just a character that kind of jumped off the page at me and I felt like I could feel her presence. And yeah, I just thought she was... I was hanging on every word that she said. And I think if I knew her in real life, I'd yeah. just trust... I'd trust her with everything. I would do exactly what she told yes. me to do. I wouldn't question it whatsoever. And she just seemed like such a really lovable but unfuckwithable character yeah she was very assured yeah. wasn't she and uh i think made whenever she was there made you feel yeah. safe um and i think yeah i think that was the entire purpose yeah. of her character <laughs> was that she was uh she's definitely a pillar of the community yeah. um and so she was one of the ones because I was going to say this that there aren't a great deal of um, the community like who have grown up mm -hmm. there a lot of a lot of them are people that have have moved to Alaska yeah. so come from normal mm -hmm. jobs like a yeah. barrister and uh, so I, that that kind of fascinated me as well like how these people from different backgrounds had ended up yeah in like essentially what she had like a sort of teepee tent type situation yeah. going on didn't she her her homestead um which that that visual like the visualization of all the different homesteads that they had i really loved all of those descriptive because they all felt really different as yeah. well so obviously the the a place where um Lenny and her parents end up is what well, it's a <laughs> yeah shack, a shed it? basically <laughs> it's an ap an absolute mess when they arrive and I'm not entirely sure how, how <laughs> good it ended up being it still seems to be a little bit uh, yeah. ramshackle shall we say um, but yeah like going going and sort of touring 
large marches and um, going to the Walker uh, compound as well. Um, Yeah, I think. Oh, and uh, the Mad Mad Earl and his crazy, like, hippie commune. It It wasn't a hippie. Yeah, like conspiracy theorists, weren't they? Like... Um, yeah. What are they called? The ones that prepare for everything. Doomsday preppers. They were a bit that, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Mad Earl was definitely a contributor to Ernst's spi- downward spiral, yeah. wasn't he? I think that um, was an interesting kind of idea through the book, was the idea of you being um, a product of the environment that you're in. And in such a, a small... Yeah isolated community the people around you and their feelings and their opinions on things can change your trajectory so wildly that if he had surrounded himself Mm. with different maybe more positive people it could have been the thing that dragged him out of it but he just so happened to connect with this one person who kind of led him down a further spiral um yeah it's interesting because it feel as the book goes on it's not really mad earl that's spouting the the yeah. rubbish if you will um but he doesn't put a stop to it and he he will encourage and sort of wor- worries uh, and yeah. anxieties about the wider world um, and I think that's where where the problem was. They kind of egged each other on until a certain point when everything had to yeah. stop. Um, but yeah, I think that that relationship really frustrated me. Um, but it was it was interesting to to see the the diversity in the uh, personalities of the few people that live lived up there because they they all have have to get along because they have to help yeah. each other survive and i um, think that's so one yeah, of the that... things which i even thinking about the kind of significance of the title of the book is the way that Ernst manages to isolate himself even within this very isolated community to the point that in the same way that if you're physically isolated in the wilderness you've got a very small chance of survival and he has emotionally isolated himself from the community and he therefore has less chance of survival mentally and I thought that was a real kind of interesting thread kind of hearkening back to the title of being alone not just physically but mentally and in in the way that kind of your thoughts as well I thought it was very layered it was not just a book about being lost alone in the wilderness (laughs) should we talk about uh Matthew um because that's quite an important thread to the story it is and I'm not sure I wanted it in the beginning I didn't want it to go the way it was going I kind of wanted okay. there to be more of an innocence to it and just a genuine friendship connection um 
I changed okay. my mind pretty quickly because I just I fell for the romance. But um I thought he was just a genuinely kind of sweet, nice kid. And I was just happy for her to have somebody her own age and relatively normal yeah. and balanced, it seemed um to bounce off yeah. of because I think being raised as an only child within what is quite a toxic family unit um or what has become quite a toxic family unit I don't think it was that when she was very young but um I think she needed that normality that he gave her even if it was just for those first few hours at school through the day um so I yeah. I really liked him as a character and as as the book went on and he just seemed to get nicer and nicer um yeah there was definitely a a hint of too good to be true yeah I think um I wasn't I wasn't mad at at it but yeah there was part of me that was thinking this does this this feels but I mean I guess everything that a, a lot of what was going on in her life around that was <laughs> shit so maybe she deserved <laughs> just to a bit of some good stuff <laughs> i think also he was very obviously yeah. a product of his parents relationship in that they also both seemed yeah. like jolly good eggs they were divorced couple goals still kind of respecting each other and having care for each other and i thought both of them separately seemed really nice and interesting characters as well his yeah. mum particularly i wished that there was more of and I obviously understand for storyline purposes uh, why we couldn't have more of her. But I thought she seemed like a really good, solid female role model that could have shown Lenny just a little bit of how you yeah. can make different choices as a woman and how just because you love and care for somebody doesn't mean to say that you have to be in that scenario. Um but I understood why she had to not feature so much. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I. Yeah. I agree. Um, who else was there? For, like, the community-wise, have we missed anyone out? Um, there was her teacher who featured a little bit, but. Um, oh yeah. No, not and really. I think that that was not kind me. of the point was to make us really feel like there yeah. is not that many people for her to turn to she has yeah just these very few um there was earl mad earl's wider family the daughter-in-law who seemed yes. to be a voice of reason at times and put her head up above the parapet a little bit um yeah but even that was quite an interesting dynamic between um it's so hard not to spoil things but as mad earl's storyline progresses how you see she takes charge a little bit. She's kind of fallen into yeah. the roles that that are expected within that family. It doesn't mean that she doesn't have her own opinions. It just means that it's not the right time for her to voice them. And when the time comes, she was yeah. not shy in saying it and sticking up for what she believed. And I thought she was quite an underrated, what was she called? Thelma. Quite an underrated character that actually took a stand when it was really needed and I I yeah. wasn't expecting it from her because she'd been quite quiet up until that point. Um, yeah. Yeah, she kind of let stuff happen around her. Um, 
But yeah, no, she was an interesting, interesting character. Tom um, Walker. We've not really talked about Tom about... Walker. Oh, we, Who yeah. I just was not, obsessed with. Um, there was an element of me that wanted a romance to blossom with Tom. And uh-huh. um, I'm kind of, in the end, I'm quite pleased that it didn't because I do think that that would have been far too tied up nicely with a little bow had that happened. So I, I think I'm pleased it didn't sure. happen, but he just seemed so strong and like, I am man, I will fix things kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, with friends in the right places. Yeah. So. Well, and that yeah. was a huge thing Absolutely. right the way to the end, wasn't it? The idea of if you are a good person, then people will look out for you and you will get what you deserve. If you're a bad person, you might also get what you deserve. Um, so that idea of morals and um, kind of loyalty and honesty, I thought was really nice from his from his character. I felt that a lot. He felt very trustworthy. Yeah. Um, and the uh, grandparents, mm-hmm. which they they don't feature a whole lot because we don't really find out loads about uh, Cora's upbringing, do we? Um, but the grandparents do feature somewhat further uh, down the line. Um, and I thought their outlook on things and their sort of levels of empathy and forgiveness were pretty Im- pretty impressive. I'm not sure I would have felt the same yeah. way. Um, I, I, I do know. quite like them. And I think that they were important to kind of add context to who Cora was before this life because we meet them very much um, going along with what Ernt wants um, because of her love for Ernt and there is kind of no question of it and you kind of think um, they they add that idea of Cora having been given a strong personality and given the education and seemingly the um, kind of good example of a relationship and so I think that they added kind of context to like her um yeah like where she came from and what her yeah Yeah, I thought that that was quite interesting and I quite liked their just there was no question when at any point throughout Cora's life and Lenny's life if they knocked on the door that they would just help and I think that stability yeah. was really nice to see that there was somebody there safe, like a safe space. I, and I, I understand that because I think as a parent, you know that there is pretty much nothing that your child could do that you wouldn't go, it's fine, we'll fix it, we'll find a way. Um, and I quite like that they had that place to kind of say, right, we will, we'll sort this out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I envisaged um, that I was kind of thinking that they were like uh, the grandparents, um, Lorelai's parents in Gilmore Girls. That was how I was visualising yes. them. Yeah, and they did seem like they was they were kind of well-connected and, yeah. Yeah, well-to-do. I quite, maybe it's yeah, so that's, kind of that's a little comedy element to the idea that these two 
kind of wild women would show up on the doorstep at some point and be like, oh, okay, like now we've got to fit in with this life because they were essentially, like they literally were survivalists at the at this point, shooting food to eat and they must have looked so out of yeah. place turning up and saying, yeah, hello, it's me. Yeah. It's quite comedic yeah. to kind of picture it. We're not going to spoil the end um but what did you think of it um i needed it to be that way i didn't think i I didn't know i needed it to be that way until it happened so um just skipping back a little bit again no spoilers that kind of interim moment where like life decisions are made and um connections are lost I sobbed and I'm like envisaging, oh my goodness, what would I do? What? How would I deal with this? This is the most painful thing because it's almost not as final. You know, like if there's a finality to something, you can deal with it and you can process yeah. and move on. That kind of hanging in the yeah. air, I didn't realize how much that was going to affect me. And then yeah. The way that it ended, I I really, really needed that to happen because I think anything other than that would have felt like there was things left unsaid, questions left unanswered. Not for me, but for Lenny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I cried so much at that first emotional bit and then I cried even more at the ending. <laughs> <laughs> but they were happy tears by the ending. I was like, okay, this feels like I've yeah. got some sort of closure here. <laughs> this is catharsis crying. Okay. How about okay. you? Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought it was mm-hmm. the way it needed to be. Yeah. I I don't know where it got me, but I feel like I yeah, that entire sort of last quarter of the book probably was where I was just like, this is too much. It felt so real and so yeah, possible. And I think that's the thing is when you can picture those decisions having to be made within your own life, hopefully, touch wood, never. Yeah. But I think that's the thing is that these are things that happen all the time to people and decisions that people have to make and changes to lifestyles that people have to just adapt to and I think yeah you wouldn't know what you would do in that moment until you're in it but even just the idea of thinking of it is so scary I think that's what it was it was fear for me almost that yeah and like I said like certain there's a finality to some endings that is easier to deal with almost and I think that's that was what got me was this kind of like oh my goodness what would you do in that situation and what decision will she make the kind of uncertainty from that yeah. and having to just trust and leave it to the universe. I was just like, oh, this is too much. I was sitting in the car park at work just sobbing. Yeah. Had to go back after my lunch break. Like, I am okay, I promise. I think it might have made it to the top spot of my book of the year, to be honest. I'm, I, I'm not 100% sold on what, what order of my faves are, but I've I've read a few in the last, like, two months that have really shot to the top um so yeah, yeah. and I've just ordered a load <laughs> more Kristen Hannah books because yeah. I think that 
she's she's the one for me for for the moment so i'm gonna just invest in some <laughs> tissues and get in touch with your feelings <laughs> get emotional yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think yeah i was so excited like i was saying to um one of the girls at work who was in the buddy read group with us that i think there's something so exciting about finding an author with a relatively big back catalogue that you can just go okay we can just settle in for this now I don't have to wait another three years for the yeah. next book we've just got to kind of yeah, control yeah, through these right. um yeah her writing was amazing I did a little bit of research on her because I, I thought did she just go and live in Alaska for a year and see how this went and it seems that yeah. when she was younger I think her family was um I mean, hopefully not in the same kind of volatile nature, but very um, mobile and did spend some time in Alaska and kind of fell in love with it. So I think that yeah. very much comes through. Her love for the landscape, yeah. the the community and the way of life was very, very clear. Um, and that Definitely. was the thing that got me, I think. It's that location writing. When something can transport you so wholly to a different yeah. part of... So where I'm sitting in my car, in a car park in York, but I feel like I'm in an Alaskan mountain. I'm like, that you've won, yeah. That's this is how you get me. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so good, so good. Absolutely converted yeah. to Kristen Hannah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I'm glad that we picked it. A pretty random <laughs> yeah. pick, really, wasn't it? But I'm glad that we went for it. has got snow in it, we do that in December. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've been meaning to read some Kristen Hannah. Which one should we choose? <laughs> a snowy one. Great. Uh, yeah. So I'm psyched to read more from her. Um, and she's got a new one coming out soon as well. Maybe we'll have seen. to do that as a featured read. Which I believe might be to do with the Vietnam okay. War. I think it's nurses in the Vietnam War. I, I don't know if I've just completely made that up. But yeah, that side of thing, I think I think I'll be invested in that as well. So, yep, just need to make my way through the back <laughs> catalogue first, and then and then go forward. Yeah, I'm very happy with this. It's but definitely yeah. going to be um, in one of my top spots as well. Um, just yeah, unputdownable. Basically, highly recommend. Yep, uh, that's that's it. Um, next episode will hopefully be uh, short stories talking about the other books that we've read i haven't read that much so it won't be it won't be that much from yeah. me um but that's fine um and then yeah our favorites yeah of the we're gonna year. have to actually knuckle down and figure those yeah. out make some make some difficult decisions I, i've got a, i've got a loose idea i've got a loose idea but yeah i need to really think about my reasoning <laughs> Yeah, we've got to make content out of this. We've got to be able to sound like we know what we're talking about. I don't know if I ever sound <laughs> like that, but that's fine. People seem to listen, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, then. Well, we will speak at you later. Yep. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Two Girls, One Book podcast. If you like what you heard we would love for you to like follow rate subscribe in fact just all, all that good stuff please would be fantastic 
can also find us on instagram at two girls one book pod so come and follow us over there as well happy reading and join us next time